0: Welcome to the All Things Real podcast. We are your hosts,
1: JP Hunt
0: and Jennifer McPherson. We are a husband and wife real estate team here to chat about all things real,
1: real life, real estate,
0: relationships, and more. You name it, we might talk about it. Not much will be off the table. Join us on this not always perfect journey through navigating life as a team, both professionally and personally. Today, we're talking about property listings. This is actually property listings take two. Um, our other one stopped recording on us about six minutes in. So this is our ne- our next shot at it. It should, uh, should be a really
1: good one now. <laughs> since this is number two.
0: I don't even remember what we talked about in the last one. But um, in this one, we're going to talk about what makes a good listing, Um We're seeing in this kind of market that people are always thinking, you know, their house will sell no matter what. Uh, Totally not true. I think there's a lot more that goes into it than people realize. Am I right?
1: Well, I mean, 100%. And there is some circumstances someone, you know, someone said to me the other day, well, the house is going to sell anyway, even if someone uses cell phone pictures, for instance. Mm -hmm. And like that could be correct in some ways, especially earlier this year. You're right. The house would have sold, but you can easily be leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table for yourself. Because we've seen it before in our offer presentations that, that we've been running. Just that one more offer coming in can mean tens of thousands of more dollars um, for the for the seller on the property.
0: Cell phone pictures, as a side note, are my pet peeve, especially the ones taken by the cell phone that you can still see the pillow marks in the bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the person standing in the mirror, that kind of thing. Or, oh
0: no, wait, yeah. my favorite was the guy who took cell phone pictures and uh, Family Feud was playing on the television, and Steve Harvey was right up there.
1: That's right. Well, <laughs> I respect for Steve Harvey because I do like Family Feud. so uh, it's all
0: good. But uh, anyway, we use the term as I guess real estate agents. We throw around the term seller's market a lot. And um, I think we take for granted, even though these days it's in the news quite a bit and you know we all kind of understand what a seller's market is. but if you don't, uh, JP's really great at explaining it.
1: So basically, Basically, what it means is the amount of homes on the on the market and the the length of that inventory would stay in the market. So sometimes you see a stat be like, "Well, there's less than one month's worth of inventory in the market," and what does that mean? So it basically just means that if no homes were sold, or sorry, no homes were listed, that all the homes on the market would sell in say one month if there was one month's worth of inventory. So you know, historically, like a balanced market, so where it's sort of equal for buyers and sellers, has been like four to five months. Worth of inventory. Now we haven't had that for quite a while. Um, before the pandemic, we were probably about three months in there, depending on the market, and then we shot way down during the pandemic, and we've really stayed low. So some places we're going to like two weeks worth of inventory, which is like a crazy, crazy low amount. And now, I mean, we are seeing now a little bit of an uptick um, in the inventory, but we are definitely still in um, still in a seller's market. But at the same time, I mean, sellers do need to be reasonable still sometimes.
0: Yeah. Side note, if you're hearing anything that sounds like chewing in the background, it's not JP or myself. It's uh, Archie, our little Yorkshire Terrier. He's chosen now is the time to fall in love with his bone again. Uh, And uh, we don't have the heart to make him stop or move him to another room because he likes to be with us. Anyway, I digress. But uh, the honest God truth is right now what we're seeing is Bad listings and so bad. Whether it's poor marketing in the terms of pictures being listed on the wrong board or just being priced incorrectly, they're not selling. They're staying on the market.
1: Yeah, and these are mistakes again that are costing people again tens of thousands of dollars very, very easily. And it can be a couple things, right? It can be like maybe the experience of the listing agent if they haven't been in the market for a little bit. Like for right now, you know, this is going to be released um, the end of April. And if we were in February, this is a totally different market in February. So we are seeing things where people, again, they're, they're expecting quote unquote February pricing and we're in April now and the market has changed. And so it's a different strategy now. And if you're not on that or if you maybe only do one or two listings a year, you're not gonna know that. And if you're not active, then you're, again, easily you're costing yourself some mistakes um, that again will then cost you down the road or cost your sellers down the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, We just did that condo just the other day and, you know, the unrealistic expectation of price. Now I understand us coming in as a buyer. We want it. We work for our buyers when we represent them. We want it the lowest price possible. But at the same time, we understand what is sold in the market in that building, in other buildings in that area. And, you know, these people actually refused two offers that were pretty much the same price within ten thousand of each other because they weren't high enough. Now, what does that tell you? If you got two offers after holding offers for what, a week they held offers? Yeah, it was a week, yep. Yeah. Then maybe maybe you're not gonna get your price that you wanted. That's just my personal opinion. Well,
1: I mean, it's generally true. Generally, your first offer or your first chance of offers are the best ones you're going to get. And I mean, this particular condo was something that, look at, we are literally right now we're a hundred thousand dollars over what the condo would have sold for in say November, but we are probably about fifty thousand dollars over what the con fifty thousand dollars sorry under what the condo would have sold for in January February. So this is something where the seller's expectations they literally are still a hundred thousand dollars up from November. But they're only looking at February and so they think they're quote unquote losing $50,000 and that's just not the case. That's the current market. So this is again, the expectations were set improperly for this and that's what's happening now. So then it causes a lot of stress on everyone's side. It causes a lot of stress for the sellers, the selling agent. It causes stress for our buyers because again... We are explaining to them, this is what's happening now in this current market. And, you know, they're educated now and they are they know what's going on. And that's the big thing. Buyers are, or, you know, at least our buyers are super educated in the current state of the market. And in this case now, this has been a big waste of time for everybody because these people really wanted, you know, fifty sixty thousand dollars $60,000 higher. And it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think as a listing agent, sometimes it causes you a lot of... Uh heart palpitations but when you take a listing that you know is going to be overpriced it's never worth it we just went through it uh somebody in our neighborhood uh wanted to list their house and um i guess you know the price i told them that they would get didn't suit their expectations and they ended up listing quite a bit higher uh and the funny thing is they well you know not funny for them but they ended up sitting on the market uh for a while and uh They sat on the market, they ended up having to reduce their price, and lo and behold, they reduced their price to where I said they should be priced at in the beginning, which was annoying, but, you know, and then they finally ended up selling, but that's after time on the market, because you know what, the telephone game is almost the worst thing. Well, my neighbor said he sold for this, or this and that, right, and that's almost the worst thing, because you don't know for sure.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people are relying on certain, you know, websites that are out there. There's and there's some value to them, if whether you know you're looking at condos.ca or you got House Stigma and all that kind of stuff. But what people need to realize that, you know, they might be good for some information that's maybe like downtown Toronto kind of thing or in the Toronto area, but some other real estate boards on the backside do not feed into these sites. So they're not getting complete information. So a lot of people are looking at these things as gospel and they're not. Um, you know, they're either showing that homes didn't sell when they actually did, or the amounts are wrong or whatever it is. So again, this is again, where you need someone trusted working for you on on your side, because again, that helps set expectations. Because the other thing that these websites don't do is they don't tell you what's happening currently in the market, they might have an algorithm that starts to tell you, oh, it's your house should sell for this much or that much or whatever it is. But you need boots on the ground. You need people that are active and and what's happening in listings all around in that specific market.
0: And have been inside the properties because an algorithm can't tell you that, you know, hey, that carpet was crappy and will need to be replaced, or, you know, the paint on that house was all scuffed up and somebody just took it because the layout was what they wanted and they're gonna totally rip out everything, the kitchen and remodel it all. The you know, the algorithm isn't tell you all of that. Uh, you know, so it's just something to watch out for. And another thing we're also seeing is sometimes, um, you know, the agents are not members of the local board.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so, so
0: sometimes people don't understand that there's a bunch of different boards that we list on when we market a property.
1: So on the back end of things, like, so everyone sees realtor.ca, but there's, there's individual real estate boards on the other side. So there's like the Toronto real estate board, which is the main one, because then that's the biggest one in the, you know, in the country. And that's the one that gets quoted a lot of times in a lot of news articles and things like that. But that really only covers from Mississauga to about the Durham region. So about to sort of Bowmanville, that area. If you look at, you know, Oakville has its own real estate board, Hamilton, Burlington. Oakville, have their Milton. Own. Uh, sorry. Yes. Oakville, Milton. Yes. Um, Guelph has their own. Kitchener, Waterloo has its own. You know, Cambridge has its own. All that kind of stuff. So if you're not listed on the right correct board, so a lot of people might just say, well, I'm going to you know, list my Hamilton property on the Toronto board and that's it because it shows up on realtor.ca. But now what you're doing is you're cutting out all of the local Hamilton uh, realtors and who have all set up, you know, maybe an auto email for their clients and those clients are not going to see that that that, um, that listing. So, you know, again, you need, you want someone that's investing the time. So we actually invest money into our business where we belong to the, you know, the Toronto real estate board. And we also belong to the Oakville real estate board. And what that does is that the be between sharing agreements and data agreements, the Oakville board basically covers everything outside of Toronto. It all of, if we list something on Oakville, it goes to all of like automatically all the Hamilton, the Niagara, the Kitchener, Waterloo ones. And then we also listed on Toronto because again, you could get obviously buyers from the Toronto region coming out to these other areas. So you want to cover your bases. So that's where um, multiple listings on, mul- or the same listing on multiple boards is super valuable.
0: And so, yeah, I mean, I think all in all, everything we've talked about, it all boils down to marketing the house properly. Uh, you know, whether you're, and part of marketing for us is what we do to get the house ready to list. We don't just walk up, put the sign on the in the yard, you know, seller signs a paperwork, and boom, it's on realtor.ca. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I think if you haven't sold a house in the past 10 years or so, and maybe we'll do another podcast on that, uh, that there's a lot more that gets done these days to prep a house for listing.
1: Yeah, it usually takes thousands of dollars and a a couple weeks worth of work, depending on the house, what you're going to do. You know, we're doing one, um, you know, we're getting, we're helping prepare a listing right now in Hamilton, for instance, and it's going to need a couple weeks worth of work, right? We're going to be, we're going to be changing up some flooring, some painting, you know, just some general cleanup and more like cosmetic things, again, that are going to increase the emotional pull because that home... Once it's staged, it's gonna look really, really nice. And we want the number of the maximum number of people coming through there to fall in love with that home. We don't want them just to see just sort of a standard home in that area. I mean, right now if we put it up on the market, would it sell? Probably. But again, we would if we go through these steps. Our seller would be leaving put, money on the table uh, for sure. Well, yeah. Go through these steps, put some money into the property, and they're probably gonna put around ten thousand into the property to get it ready. But realistically, they're probably gonna get that back two to three or four times over.
0: My biggest tip, I think, uh, would be uh, that paint goes such a long way. Yeah, I mean, really, when it comes to marketing a property, my biggest tip would be uh, a fresh coat of paint. Uh, sometimes we don't see that our paint color has changed. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, it's all, you know, little things, right? Uh, fresh coat of paint on, on any house can brighten up the whole thing making sure that the even the light bulbs that they're all the same sort of hue so you know you can go in the store and there's like future there's, clients that JP's there, pet peeve there's daylight and there's <laughs> like sunlight and there's i don't even know moonlight i don't even know all the different led ones. led and this and that look it, there's if if people walk into every single room and there's a different hue coming from the light bulb which is yes it is a pet peeve of mine it's such an easy fix And again, it's a little thing that adds to the emotional pull of the home and leaves people leaving with a really, really good feeling in it that... If uh, just again, because they're walking to them, picturing themselves, you don't want them thinking like, oh, this is dumb here. This room's like stark white and this room's like a warm white or whatever it is.
0: And it's crazy the kinds of things that buyers get turned off of and they'll pick the smallest thing sometimes. Now, sometimes it's an objection over a bigger thing, but they'll find the smallest thing and that's what they just keep. They can't get over the smallest thing and then they don't put an offer on the property. Yeah.
1: And if there's lots of little things going on with the home, that generally leads to now buyers thinking, well, what else is going on with the home? Like, if there's lots of little maintenance items, then, you know, they may, again, individually, they may not be massive things. But as a whole, the buyer now thinks, well, has this home had enough care and do it over the past few years? Or whatever it is, like, just... Um, you know, has the home been cared for? Because if buyers feel that the home has been well cared for, then it again gives them a good feeling and can easily make a difference of tens of thousands of dollars.
0: And prices are so high these days. Nobody wants to spend, you know, over a million dollars to move into a house that they've got to do, you know, upkeep on unless that's the goal. Right. There Sometimes is the goal is
1: yeah for yeah. a flip or something like that. But, you know, here we're generally talking about a home that a family home that someone's going to move into and that they, they don't want to do a flip or anything like that, too.
0: Even an investor that buys a property and they're going to have a single family rental. Some investors do not have the time or the wherewithal to do extra work on top of all of it. So, you know, we find them something that's ready, move in ready, we call it.
1: Absolutely. Because they will easily pay ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 more for a home that they don't have to do anything to than one that maybe only needed maybe a couple thousand dollars worth of work. But they will easily do that because again, it's just to to them, it's not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's just a little bit more on their mortgage. They're not worried about the carrying costs it. of it and it's worth it to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, I mean, we talk about professional photos. This is one of the things for our listings. We, uh, for sale listings, we always use professional photos and video and professional, uh, room measurements is yeah, another thing. hundred percent
1: room measurements, uh, the photos, the video walkthrough, because again, everyone is looking at all these homes when they're sitting in bed on their phone or their iPad or whatever in the middle of the night. This is what people do, right? This is this is always what people do. They talk about it at dinner parties. They bring it up on their phones. Oh my God. All this kind Everybody of Everybody has to talk about real estate. And, <laughs> but you need something that shows good online because pe- that's what people are doing. That's their first impression because people will not sometimes go to a home because it's got bad pictures. And again... These, these pictures go both ways. They can make a home that maybe has its challenges look really good. And then, but also if you take bad pictures, it can make a really, really good home look really bad. And again, you now you're limiting the number of people because the whole goal of marketing the property, doing proper, you know, pictures and all that kind of stuff is to get the most people to the house because that's how you're going to get the most money for it.
0: And information is key. You know, there's nothing I can't stand worse than when my client's like, oh, I kind of like this house. And I look at the listing and it's skeleton. There's nothing on it. Like the agent has even asked the the seller one single question.
1: For sure. I mean, you know, bare minimum, you wanting to know something, you know, unless you're in a brand new subdivision, but bare minimum on most homes, you want to know the age of the roof, the furnace, you know, the windows, the air conditioner, all that kind of stuff. If you get into a bit older homes, we're looking at, okay, has electrical been updated? Has the plumbing been updated? You know, if you're into a hundred year old homes, you know, is there, you're making note that no, there is no lead pipes in this homes or, oh, there is no knob and tube in this home or whatever it is. All that kind of stuff is really key because a lot of people will make it, um,
0: I mean, yeah, I can send an email and ask the questions, but there are going to be some agents out there that are going to be like, forget it. We don't know enough about this property. We're not showing it.
1: You have to remember if you, a lot of people do not have common sense. That's, you know, that's really what it is. That's the nice way to put it. And a lot of people won't put in the work and it's not, we're not talking about a lot of extra work, but they just won't do it. If they, if they the people will always take the easy way out, and people do not want to put in the extra effort and time on these things. And if that's and the-
0: also, sorry to cut you off, JP, cut but off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: what I do. Uh, but if there's one little thing that the buyer can't seem to get over, having all that information in the listing. Helps them make up their mind. If they don't have that information and say, you know, there's one little thing that the buyer can't get over, but, you know, well, the roof was just done, electricals fully updated, this is done, this is done, this is done. Well, that might sway them to put an offer on your property.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, with the market you know slowing just a, you know a little bit some of the crazy froth is out of the market but it's still out there i mean literally i was in a home this week that's going to be a flip and they had 35 offers on it last night now that is definitely more the exception than the norm that was a special case it was very low priced it was a complete flip in an area you know a good a good family area but again this is where you want enough people through if you think about that condo we talked about at the beginning of this at this um, at the beginning of this, at the of this podcast, podcast. sorry, yeah, <laughs> podcast, yeah, they had two offers on it, and neither one they got taken. But if they had three, maybe even four, they may have gotten you know the price that they were looking for. You know, you just don't know. But that's one of the things you need to have these things marketed properly, and you need to have the the sellers' expectations have to be set properly from the beginning.
0: Yeah. And we also we're big believers in staging. Shout out to Wendy from Niagara Staging. She's our sort of our go to. We love her. Um, We don't stage every single property. Not every single property needs to be staged. And, you know, sometimes the uh, sellers don't want to stage it. Uh, But we always, you know, we always think staging, at least staging the main floor is a great idea.
1: Yeah. Again, it's, this is increasing the emotional pull in the home. And if it's not staging and, you know, cause if a family's living there and they actually need to live in the house, you know, maybe they've got little kids or pets or whatever it is. It's about staging what's in the house. So it's maybe bringing in like an interior designer, right. And it's adding little things, getting rid of personal items. Um, you know, sorry, you know, my mother, especially, she, you know, loves all the family photos. I hope Carol Ann's not right? listening.
0: So,
1: <laughs> All the family photos on the wall, right? But if she was selling her house, we would take those down because we don't want people looking at family photos. We want them thinking about themselves in the home. So this is all about making the homes, you know, when you're painting, it's going to be probably like a nice beige or, you know, an an off-white or something like that, something that's bright. Jennifer, every kitchen she wants is going to be a white one. Um, White kitchens will sell more. But we do understand not
0: everybody has that white kitchen, so we're going to do, you know, everything around it uh, to make everything show its best. Right,
1: and that's, a lot of times, that's literally just cleaning off on the countertops.
0: Decluttering is huge. There's nothing, my pet peeve, there's nothing I can't stand then, uh, you know, stuff all over the countertop, even in my own home, I'm like that, but even more so on listings, put all the appliances away, we're not right. using them every day, put the toaster underneath, put the coffee maker underneath. Yeah, you know, that's just sort of, it makes it look clean.
1: Exactly. You know, the, again, it all comes back to the emotional pull of the home. And what we can do to maximize it every home has something that you can do to maximize the potential of it and those are little things that that you can do the other thing that because we've both run into this over the last six months things need to work no matter how minor that they might seem so we had someone um, they put up a brand new stove into a or sorry it was a a new stove for the house but it was um, like a secondhand stove. So they told me, well, they, you know, it looks great. It's a stainless steel, whatever. I was like, okay. But they're like, but the door doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, and I, was I like, remember this. I was like, well, what do you mean the door doesn't really work? They're like, well, you know, we got it secondhand and da, 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 da. And I was like, do you realize when people go through houses, and I don't know if you haven't sold a house for a while, or if you haven't been buying for houses for a while, think about the stuff that you do when you walk around a house people will go around, they will open up cupboards, they will open up drawers, they will open up the fridge to see how tidy it is, they will open up the oven, I promise you. So that particular one we had to get they couldn't get the door fixed cuz we're in the middle of a pandemic so now they're no, short no jp's on, missing
0: the best part well. of the story we show up to go check on the progress cuz they were actually really great they were repainting yes. everything uh and you know doing a lot of work to get this house ready to sell but we go and we touch the stove just a little and the, the flip and door fell off
1: yeah. <laughs> so it's something that and these people were great. Like they they did. They spent the money, they spent the time and the effort and they, you know, they spent weeks of their own literally blood, sweat and tears to get this house ready. Yeah. And at the end of it, we don't want an oven door that's broken.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it looked phenomenal. They painted it, they did the floors. Didn't they do the floors? Uh, yep. The uh, outside, they just totally redid the outside. Right. Uh, we staged it. It looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um and we we got We got a good price for it.
1: We got the highest price on the street for it at the time. Absolutely. But
0: that door not working. Could you imagine if you were going to look at a house and you went to open to see how clean the stove was and the door fell off?
1: (laughs) Believe me, people will. That's that's just what happens, right? So and we see it all the time, too. You know, I was in a house the other day where they, they completely renovated the inside of the house, but all the outside of the house still had all the old building materials, all the garbage, all that kind of stuff, all on the outside. So now my first impression of walking up what I think is a fully renovated house, which it was on the inside, my client, you know, our buyer was like, well, what is this? This whole, the whole outside of it looks crap. And there's all this little construction material and all this stuff on the outside. Yeah, they did a great job on the inside, but the outside doesn't match it. So now the whole thing is shot. Like they've just wasted, they've wasted their time. They've wasted their effort because no one's going to buy this house until the outside's cleaned up or they're going to buy it for way under what it actually could have sold for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, to sum it all up, we could talk for hours and hours on this topic. Uh, It's just because, you know, we have a lot to say on it. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, we hope we've given you some information to help you get your house ready to sell or, um, you know, just give you an idea of what might be involved in selling your house. Uh, Because, again, if you haven't done it for a while, Uh, yeah, I know everybody says, well, I don't need a real estate agent to sell the house. Well, who's going to tell you that you had to do all these little things to get all these offers on the table? Um, you know, you do, uh, you do need a real estate agent. We, we feel like you do, but, um,
1: yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, this is one of your biggest investments, right? If not the biggest investment you've ever made, you want the most money for it, right? Every seller wants the most money at the end of the day. But a lot of people just don't want to do the work. So you need someone who's going to be tough with you and not going to basically be a a yes man or woman to you. You want someone who is going to Tell you what actually needs to be done because if someone is just telling you, yes, yes, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, they're not doing their job. I can promise you that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we hope we've given you some tips and um, tune in to next time. Yep.
1: Have a good day. And Archie says goodbye as well. Talk he's, to you soon. Working on his phone. <laughs>